Blog Talk Radio. Jalen Hurts' knee, and 
you know, would that affect the game plan and his mobility? And, um, and, and, you know, what's interesting about everything I wrote down is it's, it's, it, it's all relevant. I mean, uh, I don't believe Dallas allowed a hundred yard rusher or receiver. Dak has played outstanding against Philly and he did again on Sunday. CD lamb is on a roll as he was on Sunday. Dak mobile. I mean, that, that, run to get the two-point conversion that he just stepped out by an inch or two um but you know used his legs um i thought philly was due to you know uh, have a game that they didn't play well but lost um this was clearly not one of their best games uh, we can say was that dallas or was that philly i don't know but clearly was not one of their best games uh and yet they had three fumbles and recovered all three Look, look back in NFL history and see if you could find another game where the only turnovers were three fumbles that all the team that fumbled recovered. I don't know how many of those you're going to find. Um, you know, Dak threw for 370-something yards. Uh, and I know 30, 40 of them were that last play, but, you know, he threw for well over 300 yards. And we saw Jalen Hurts, you know, we saw him get hit in the knee and he hobbled a bit, but you know, tough as he is, he came back and, and he did his thing. But he really wasn't the mobile, I'm going to kill you, run option quarterback or read option quarterback that we've seen. So why did Dallas lose? Is Philly the better team? Is Sirianni the better coach? Is Hurts the better quarterback? Did they have a better scheme? Was it home field advantage? Um, y- You know, I came out of this game <clears> – <throat> Uh, not upset. <laughs> you know, I came out of this game thinking we're there. Now, I don't want to live in the past, and I don't want I don't want to deal with how many times have we had this conversation, or have we have I said this on this very show? Uh, we're close. Um, you know, if if Dak keeps playing like he's playing, if 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 and like, you know, they say if, 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 if was a fifth, we'd all be drunk. I've done this a lot and it has not turned out to be true, but you know what? I'm going to do it again. <laughs> I'm going to say it again. Um, since the 49er blowout, I see a different team. I see a very different Dak. And I think if Terrence Steele remembered how to play right tackle, Dallas wins this game. Um, I think if the offensive line doesn't do a false start when it's first and goal from the six with 27 seconds to go. So you've got a solid three to four shots to get in the end zone. I mean, to me, that's three passes into the end zone. To me, that's three Dak scrambling and finding the open guy uh, or four. Um, you don't run because you just don't have the time to run with, you know, you, you want, you want the play. So to me, shotgun, um, maybe four wide, keep a tight end to help Terrence Steele out or something. But to me, you have been playing better in the red zone as of late. So, you know, when you're first in goal from the six-yard line, 27 seconds to go, my money is if, if you don't fall start and go to now first in goal from the 11, that's a different game. And then, of course, first in goal from the 11, what happens? Dak gets sacked. So we went from and, – and I, and I looked up the analytics. When it was first and goal from the six, Dallas had a 72% chance of winning that game. So 
that to me, I don't, I don't know what to say there. I don't know if that's coaching. I don't know if that's Dak in the, in the huddle reminding, like, I don't know. I don't play pro football. I've never played pro football. I played football, but I've never played professional football to know, like, are these guys supposed to know? Don't fall start, right? The game is on the line. Should you know this? You know, should, is Dak's job to remind them? Is Biotis the center's job? Is Tyron Smith or, or um, Zach Martin, the, the, the Hall of Fame lineman, uh, is it their job? Like, I don't know, but I know that Tyler Smith false started. Tyler Smith's in his second year. He false started. And from that point on, that drive was a disaster. And the Cowboys lost. But that's where the game was lost. I don't hear about Dak running out of bounds. Okay, it happened. I don't want to hear about Hockenheimer or whatever his name is and the knee. and You know, those things happen. But what should not happen is you don't fall start. You don't have an unnecessary penalty deep in that game. Now, there was clock management stuff that we could talk about. I'm not going to do it right now. There were, there, there's, a, there's a lot of things that happened. Philly had some you know, issues with defensive penalties and an un, you know, uh, unnecessary roughness call. And so there was a lot of things that got us. But to me, forget everything else. Forget everything else. When it's first and goal at the six-yard line with 27 seconds to go, you score. And the team has to be disciplined enough, intelligent enough, and aware enough that this is a situation where we cannot have an, a, a penalty. We don't need a holding call. We don't need a false start. We don't need any penalties now. We need a touchdown. And I don't know what it takes. I don't know. Again, is this, is this bad coaching, bad preparation? Is this Dak in the, in the huddle reminding everybody, let's get this touchdown, no penalties? I don't know, but whatever it was, it didn't happen because we had a penalty. And sure, we could have still scored first and goal from the 11, but that's a different game. First and goal from the 11 is not first and goal from the 6. First and goal from the 6, I feel very good that Dak is going to find an open person, crisscrossing, or there's going to be a lane and he's going to run it in. And he might get a shot on first down to run it in and still have enough time to, you know, you call a couple plays in the end, at, at, you know, when, when, when you're in huddle, and you might have an opportunity to, if you see a lane, to run it in. But all of this relies on no stupid penalty. And then secondly, the sacks that I, I don't know, Terrence Steele, I, I don't know what the problem is. I, I don't know. They just, you know, you played great last year. You just got a boatload of money, and, then this, and, and, and this year you have been very good. And this game, you were terrible. Now, Tyron Smith, who's had some challenges this year, was amazing. And for those people who's like, and I've been one of them, you know, uh, you know, he, he best ability is availability. He's great, but he goes, you know, he misses more games than he plays. It feels like, well, I'll tell you what, he he proved to us again why he's going into the Hall of Fame. So, you know, if they can keep him on the field, the left side straight. But I don't know what they're going to do about Terrence Smith. I mean, uh, Terrence Steele. I don't know. They signed Martavius Bryant, who was a pretty good receiver with the Steelers some years ago. 
you know, we'll have to wait and see. But what does this mean for Cooks? What does this mean for Gallup? Um, Gallup has been nothing short of a disappointment. Cooks has not given, been given the opportunities. But Gallup has, and he has been nothing short of a disappointment. Uh, I have been in his, in his corner, but there was, a, there was a third down. The ball was right in his hands, and it was like he wasn't even expecting to pass, and he dropped it. And I was done at that point. You know, it, it, we need somebody to take the pressure off CD. But, Dak, let's be clear. When in doubt, throw the CD. And, yeah, I saw the play. I saw the play. He threw to Hockenheim or whatever his name is, and Brandon Cooks was wide open. I don't know how that play is designed or what the call is, but Brandon Cooks was wide open. I did see that. So, I don't know. The last thing I'll say, and then I'm going to get on out of here. Like I said, this is more of an experiment to see how this whole thing is working. My new microphone, uh, the ability to download this podcast and upload it somewhere else to see how that works. Um, that's what all this is about. But the, the, the last thing that I'm going to say is it is clear to me that the NFC is wide open. It is clear to me that San Francisco annihilated us, but they've lost three shades straight. We see them again. It will, it will be a different game because we're a different team. Um, we can beat Philly. I can't comfortably say we can beat San Francisco. We lost to them a month ago. We lost to them in the playoffs the last two years. So they, they've had our number, but I feel comfortable that if we see them again, it'll be a different game. Maybe we lose, maybe we win, but it's not going to be 42 to 10. And I think, you know, everybody's on Detroit's jock. Okay. We'll see. I mean, everybody was on Seattle's jock. How'd that work out this weekend? Ravens spanked them like they was their daddy. You know, so now it's now it's uh, Detroit's turn, right? We'll see. Um, I myself have never been a Jared Goff fan. I think he's okay. I don't think he's elite. I don't care what anybody says. I've watched him many times. And when the rubber meets the road, I don't think he's elite. Uh, elite in the NFC is Jalen Hurts. Outside of Jalen Hurts, I struggle to say who's elite, including Dak. Dak is playing elite lately, but Dak got a ways to go for me to call him elite. Sorry, Dak. It's just the way it is. Jalen Hurts is elite. Outside of that, Matthew Stafford? No. Um, who else? I don't even know who else. Uh, Geno Smith? No. Right? Like, who, who, else can, who else is there to even talk about? There's, there's nobody. So, Dallas, I feel like I say this all the time, but, you know, that, that, that bad man, Aaron Rodgers, that has been a nemesis to you, that has been a thorn in your side in playoffs in recent years, he's in New York, and we don't even know if he's going to play again this year. And I don't even get into that because that's amazing what he's doing over there. God bless him. But he's in, he's, in, he's in New York. He's in the Jets. He's in the AFC. So we show we can bang with the Eagles, the only thorn in your side in the 49ers, and you're not going to see them again until the playoffs. You got plenty of time to figure them out. But here's the thing. You got three losses. The Eagles have two. I'm sorry, the Eagles have one. Eagles have one loss. Eagles have some very tough games coming up. I don't have your schedule in front of me. Check it out. There's some very tough games coming up. It is not unreasonable that Dallas can win the next four games. It is not unreasonable that the Eagles can lose a couple of those games. It is not unreasonable that when Dallas and Philly meet in four or five weeks, that their record is either 
tied or maybe one game apart. Uh, and the 49ers have lost three in a row, so we'll see if they write their ship, but they're at three losses. So this thing in the NFC is far from done. The NFC East is far from over. People say, oh, it's over. Dallas is too far behind. Really? Okay. Let's see what happens. But it all starts with, okay, you lost to Philly, tough loss. Show us the resilience that you showed when you lost to uh, San Francisco. You know, Trayvon Diggs, uh, you lost, and, and it, the team spiraled, and you lost to Arizona. That's done. Okay? You lost to San Francisco, um, but you came back and beat the Chargers. And then you came back and beat the Rams. And then you came back and was very competitive and almost upset the Eagles. Okay, you got, if I remember correctly, three to four winnable games before you play Philly again. Got to go win these games now. There's no more room for error. There's no more room for a bad game or a bad, you know, we just didn't get it together. No, you've used up those chips. You got three losses. You've used up all that. Now it's time to get on a run. Now it's time to get on a roll. If you want this year to end differently, then not, it starts right now. Frankly, it already started, but what's done is done. It starts right now. You got the Giants, which by all accounts, you're playing them at home. This game should be over by halftime. But you guys have to go out there and dominate and execute like we know you can. Do not play down to this team. Treat them exactly like you treated them in week one. Show the NFL that you're here. We, we right here. We're not going anywhere. I think that's a song. We're right here. Yeah, it's a song. But show them and take each of these games seriously. That's all I got to say. That's all I got to say. Thank you, everybody. Um, I'm not even going to play. Uh, yeah, no, I'm not even going to play an outro. I'm just going to end it now. Uh, anyone who's listening, thank you. It's Commissioner T, the Madden Voice. And uh, you'll find me somewhere. We'll, we'll, we'll do this again soon. Take care. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.